Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Let's talk about what I've been getting a million questions about, and that is how did my three-day detox go? I would say it went really well. I wasn't quite sure if or how it would impact my milk supply. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I kept meat in there. Uh, And it did decrease it a little bit. Now, one question I got was, um, if you're eating meat, fruit, and veggies, like how different is that from what you normally eat? And I would say it's not like a 180 degree change. It's not a massive departure, but I do regularly eat dairy, right? So that was gone. I regularly have uh, Greek yogurt. I regularly have cheese. I regularly cook with butter. Um, So cutting those things out, cutting out dairy completely, you know, I occasionally have ice cream. That was a big thing. Um, Also, I was cutting out anything processed. So I regularly have my protein shakes. Now, those don't grow on a tree, come out of the ground, get cut off an animal. And I love them. And, you know, it's not that things that I omitted were necessarily unhealthy. I don't consider dairy unhealthy for me. But when you strip down and you simplify, it makes a really big difference. Um, And of course, I probably have starch or sugar at least weekly, right? That could be Uh, sweet potato chips. It could be popcorn. It could be ice cream. It could be sweet potato french fries. And all of those things were out. Plus, on top of that, a big thing that I think gets overlooked is there was no salad dressing. There was no cooking with oil. Of course, I mentioned dairy, but there was no butter. So when I had steak that was just grilled, there was, you know, it wasn't like marinated with anything. Uh, when I had chicken, it was baked plain. There was not butter cooked with it or anything like that. So that is a difference too. Even though I'm not one to slather butter on things, I'm personally more of a salt girl. When you cut those things out, even for a few days, I mean, that's, it adds up. It absolutely adds up. It was interesting because somebody messaged me and actually I think it might have been a Facebook comment that said, well, 80% of what I eat is meat, vegetable, and fruit. So what would I expect from a detox? 
There are a few things I want to point out there. As I talked about last weekend, this particular three-day detox that I did with Reboot, um, remind me, I'm going to make myself a note right here so I don't forget to... I'll come back to that. Sorry, making myself a note. Um, This particular detox that I did with these specific detox supplements that have the goal of binding toxins that are in your system and also helping you eliminate them. I should talk about that for one second. There are two phases of detoxification. There's binding and there's elimination. All right. Some detoxes out there, whether they involve supplements or not, just help with the elimination piece of it. And so that's when you have a lot of GI distress. And not only that, because they don't touch on the binding piece, you're not necessarily eliminating toxins. You're just eliminating more. So that's like a colon cleanse or a lot of water loss. And I'm not saying that's bad, but if your goal, as mine was in part, to reduce the toxic load in your body, you have to bind the toxins first so that you can eliminate them and then you have to eliminate them. So these toxins have to be bound to something in order to be effectively eliminated. It's a two-phase process, detoxification is, and So that's a big part of why I like to include specific supplements when I'm detoxing so that I know I'm binding these toxins and I'm also eliminating them and I'm doing it in a gentle way. I don't just want to do something where I'm going to be in the bathroom for two or three days and that's not necessarily clearing toxins from my system. It could just be clearing stool from my system. It could just be clearing water from my system. And that wasn't my goal. I didn't just want to see the numbers change on the scale only to have them come back up when I end the detox. I wanted it to be something where I know I am healthier afterwards. And that's a big part of the the two-step binding and eliminating. Um, Anyway, what what I was getting into before I went on that aside, somebody messaged me in this Facebook comment and said, well, I 80% of what I eat is meat, veg, and fruit, so you know, what would I expect? The first thing, as I shared with you last week's podcast and on the blog, I chose to include meat because I'm anemic and because I'm pumping milk for two babies around the clock. Um, but you can also detox without meat or you can detox via fasting. So I designed the detox the way it made sense for me and my body and my priorities. But here's the other thing. This notion of like, well, 80% of what I eat, well, maybe 80% of your plate is meat, veg, and fruit. But if you're cooking with butter or with oil or using salad dressings, those things are deliver twice as many calories. And so it's not 80-20 calories. It might be 80-20 quantity, but, you know, don't lose sight of that. Plus, if you are using butter, using oil to cook regularly, which most people do, and then you occasionally, 20% of the time, have starch or sugar, 
well, that's not 80-20, right? That might be 60-40 calorically. So I think that's an important thing to point out. However, doing a detox where you're changing 20% of what you do daily, if that was true, is still a significant thing. You have to know why you're doing it, all right? You have to know why you're detoxing. So many people just jump on the bandwagon because it sounds interesting or maybe it'll help me get motivated. And I understand that because I've been there, but I think it's actually a lot more effective to know what do I want to get out of this? And that is going to really direct what is the most appropriate strategy for you. Because let's say that I was doing the same exact, same exact goals, same exact priorities, but I wasn't anemic or breastfeeding slash pumping. I probably would have done the same thing, but without meat and just done um, water, fruit, and vegetables, or I would have done a pure fast, just a, just a water fast for anywhere from 24 to 72 hours. I would have done one of those two things, or maybe one one quarter and the other another quarter, um, if I had that same goal of detox, but I wasn't in a position where I'm anemic or where I'm... Uh, providing food via milk for other humans. So know why you're doing it. I have a couple other points that I want to make about that just because I don't, look, I don't think this is a particularly interesting podcast topic on detoxes, but so many people are just jumping from one flashy thing to the next that I I think it's really valuable to talk about how we should make these kinds of decisions for ourselves. But before I go further down that rabbit hole, let me just tell you really quickly what I experienced as results. I lost six pounds over the three days, which I feel really good about. Sure, some of that is water. I feel that in my hands. Um, But I know not all of it is water. I did not go to the bathroom more frequently. Um, I didn't necessarily notice changes in bowel movements. But I do anticipate seeing those changes in the days following the detox. So I'm recording this day four, it was a three-day detox. Um, That's been my experience in the past because it takes a little time for these to move through. Um, If anything, I would say what I noticed was like a smaller volume of of bowel movement, but that's also probably because it was just a smaller volume of eating overall. Uh, But what was the sign to me that I was detoxing effectively, and this excites me so much, was an improved ability to focus. So I don't know about you and any other parents out there, but I think mom brain is a very real thing. Mom brain to me means you're just kind of a little bit scattered and trouble focusing and that's been a very frustrating thing for me because before kids, I was a machine. I mean, routinely up by 4.30 every morning, crushing work. I mean, I would feel elated every day by 11 in the morning or noon because I knew I had gotten done more than most people do in a whole day before noontime. And I loved that feeling. And then enter kids especially since the twins have been born, 
And I just have struggled so much to get things done, not because of time, though time is a factor, but because when I do sit down to work, I have a very difficult time seeing something through to the end. I'll dabble in it for a little bit and then I'll be like, I just, okay, I need a break. And that's been very frustrating to me as a business owner, as somebody who really takes pride in being productive and effective. And I noticed about a day and a half in, which is not a result of clean eating because I've certainly had extended periods of very clean eating like this in the last couple of years, but I haven't done a detox with supplementation to support um, binding and elimination. And I was just so happy, so happy. And I felt it even more on day three and on day four, I'm still feeling it. It's end of day, day four. I mean, again, the detox is only three days, but I'm on the fourth day. So one day post detox and it's seven o'clock in the evening. And I'm still feeling that, which is extremely encouraging to me and makes me feel like this is something I want to do once a month or so. And once a month while I'm doing it in this modified way, that's a little more lenient on the dietary side. Um, And then when I'm no longer breastfeeding, switching it up and maybe not doing it monthly, but certainly quarterly with uh, more stringent dietary restrictions I mentioned earlier. Because Listen, I'm pumped to lose six pounds. That's awesome. I've got, as I've shared, weight to lose from pregnancies. Uh, But the focus piece and the ability to follow through, that is amazing. All right, back to the things that I really want to get out there for you to think about and know about. Know why you're doing it. Don't just detox because somebody else is detoxing because, hmm, that sounds like a good idea. But what are your real goals? Because I got a lot of questions of like, well, what about coffee? What about uh, can I have eggs? What about X, Y, Z, right? And my answer to all of those people, and and I always worry that I frustrate people when I say, well, it depends on you. But it's really true, and I am a big believer in the the notion that we all need to be more independent thinkers because there's so many people out there telling us what to do, like follow my plan for this and follow this person's plan for that, that I often think that we've turned off the part of our brains that are about us, about our needs, about our circumstances, about our goals, about our lifestyle and what's going to work. So you know, when somebody says, well, can I have coffee? Okay, well, why? Well, because I can't imagine starting my day without coffee. Okay, but what are your goals in in doing a detox? Well, I want to remove toxins or I want to lose weight or I want to do this. Listen, if your goal is just weight loss, then I don't think having black coffee is a problem. But if your goal is detoxifying, then tell me why you want to include coffee. If it's just for energy, well, I don't think that makes sense. Right, if it's not something that's going to assist in detoxification, I, if you don't have a good reason to keep it in there, I, I don't think it makes that much sense. Um, but you've got to know why you're doing it. The other thing is, and this is maybe the most important: get consistent with eating well before you play around with things like fasting or detox. I've talked about this in all of the episodes I've done on fasting. Um, especially when we talk about extended fasting of, you know, 24 hours or more. Don't play around with that if you're not consistently eating clean, 
right? If you are struggling with binge eating or you're the kind of person who has, you know, a good day and then two bad days or, you know, two great days and then your eating is off the off the rocker, get consistent first. Don't jump around from one extreme strategy to another back to extreme overeating or overindulging. That is just a dieting mentality that isn't going to serve you. Get consistent first. There's a notion in CrossFit referred to as MCI. I've done an episode all about it. But MCI refers to mechanics, consistency, and relative intensity. Mechanics is, do I have the basics down? Consistency is, am I consistently executing the basics? And then and only then do we dial up the intensity. And I think that things like detoxes and fasting fall into that intensity category that should only be turned to after consistency. A detox is not going to do great things for your health if you aren't consistent in taking great care of yourself. You know what I mean? It's going to do way more for you. I'd rather have your energy and your effort going towards consistency than intensity any day, any day. Another thing that came up was people saying, I'm hungry. Uh, You know, it's going well, but I'm really hungry. First and foremost, if you're hungry, eat. Eat. Listen to your body. Whether you're detoxing fruit and veggie and supplements or you're doing the, you know, modification of meat with the supplements and fruit and veggies like I did, you're still eating less calorically than you would be if it was like your normal baseline. You know, I'm eating less by the fact that I'm not cooking with butter or oil. I'm eating less when I know that I'm not having dairy. So eat. But the other thing to keep in mind is that hunger is not a problem. Hunger is not an emergency. Hunger doesn't mean you're in danger. And I do think there's a lot of value to getting comfortable feeling hungry. That was one of the reasons that I was compelled to do extended fasts because I wanted to, after I was consistent, this was after losing 100 pounds, I wanted to get to a place where I wasn't resistant to feeling hungry. I remember growing up, and I've said this before, I just have these distinct memories of my mom getting all antsy when she was hungry. Like she needed to eat right away or there was some problem. And she didn't have a blood sugar issue. She wasn't going to faint. She just didn't like feeling hungry. And so I was conditioned to think that hunger was a signal we had to respond to right away. I'm hungry. Got to eat right now. Got to eat right now. And if I don't, I'm going to eat everything that's not nailed down. And that became a behavior pattern, not anything biological or physiological or anything need-based. Hunger is not an emergency. It's not scary. It's not going to hurt you. It's okay. Um, And then I want to just answer a couple of questions that I got about Reboot. I already touched on the one, like, am I going to be in the bathroom all day? The answer is no. And stay away from anything that's going to be a harsh detox. Like I said, you want something that addresses both sides of the detoxification pathway, the binding of toxins, and then the elimination. And the binding is required for the elimination. But you want it to be naturally supported. You don't want it to be this harsh chemical. No, because that's going to mess with your electrolytes. You don't want to be pooping your brains out all day long. Because again, that's probably not 
going to give you the results that you were looking for. Um, a, a couple people were like, I have it in my Amazon cart. And I was like, oh, take it out. It's not sold on Amazon. <laughs> um, so the only place that you can get Reboot is through Amari. So if you're looking for something called Reboot on Amazon, don't because it's not what I'm talking about. And I will um, I'm gonna make myself a note to put the link in the show notes for you too. And it's like some people were asking um, – if it's like a month supply, no, it's literally a three day supply and it, um, it's like 20, $24 or something. But if you use my coupon code, it comes down to $10 from that. So then it becomes what, $14, but then you got to pay shipping. So put reboot link in description. Okay. Just don't want to forget to do that. Oh, I need to tell you guys what I'm giving away today. Um, I am giving away a new skincare product that I'm trying. I'm super excited about. I get a lot of questions about my skin. And for years and years and years, all I've used is Fatco. Uh, and that is a skincare company that um, they basically have all natural skincare products that are oil-based. So instead of one of those foamy, sudsy cleansers that makes your face feel squeaky clean, it's like an oil-based cleanser, which was super new to me when I started using it. Uh, years and years ago, but I'm obsessed. My skin's never been better. But I'm not giving away Fatco. I should someday, though, because I love it. But there's a new skincare product that I'm using. I've never uh, used things like eye creams or serums or any of that kind of stuff uh, just because I love my oil cleanser, my moisturizer. However, I was super compelled by the story behind this product and you better believe I was all over it. So one of the top maybe 15 questions I get is about collagen and if collagen supplement makes sense. And I have never thought that it does um, because there's just a lot of research out there that when we supplement with collagen, it's not bioavailable, it's not readily used by the body. However, what we do know is, unsurprisingly, because you, under, you understand the role of the microbiome in just about everything, there's a link between the microbiome and your own production of collagen by your body. So there's this serum that delivers probiotics that support your body's ability to generate collagen. So I am all about that, and I'm going to give away. So I give something away every Saturday. All you have to do is leave a review of this show on whatever platform you listen to. I'll announce the winner today. It doesn't matter where in the world you live. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Okay, that's what we're giving away. The first question I wanted to tackle into says, uh, I've gained 20 pounds over a few months, and no matter how many ways I try, I can't lose any of it. False, not true. Maybe the things you have tried don't work, but you absolutely can lose any of it. There's zero can't about it. It says, I've been told I have estrogen dominance. What's the most effective way to lose body fat, especially the stubborn fat that's latched onto my stomach and back? Okay, so I have done episodes on estrogen dominance, and I've also done episodes on stubborn fat. So I'm going to share my thoughts, but I also want to make sure that I give you these episode numbers, uh, numbers, stubborn fat, so that I can pull them up. Okay, 
Episode 63 is specifically about a stubborn belly fat. And then episode 240, 240 is about fat burning that I think would be helpful. Estrogen dominance, I have talked about a lot because that is something that I struggled with as well when I was at my heaviest. Um, Hormones and fat loss part four. So episode 14 of the podcast is a a really great one to, to go to on estrogen. There are some foods that help with estrogen detoxification. When we are estrogen dominant, not only does our body tend to overproduce estrogen, but what is even more problematic is that the body has an impaired ability to eliminate excess estrogen. There are good estrogens and there are bad estrogens. And when you're estrogen dominant, not only do you tend to overproduce estrogen, but it accumulates in your system because you don't detoxify it. This is where cruciferous vegetables are incredible because they have a very unique ability to help with estrogen detoxification. There are also some supplements, um, DIM, D-I-M, methane is what it stands for, D-I-M. Uh, I don't know the brand off the top of my head. Let's see if, let me look here. I have taken DIM supplements before, but I don't take it now. I would go with Thorn as a company to to check out. Uh, they do have a DIM supplement, methane. But if you just type in Thorn, it has an E at the end, T-H-O-R-N-E, DIM. Uh, that'll come right up. I'll also put that in the show description. Um, Thorn DIM. Okay. Uh, I'll put a link to a good dim one. Uh, You also could, um, so dim is a good supplement. The cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, eat the heck out of those. Um, Eliminate dairy from your diet. Eliminate dairy. And then a huge one is going to be uh, keeping your blood sugar really, really steady and eliminating sugar and minimizing starch. So something that is on the lower carb side of things or episode 195, the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. When you have carbs, what are the carbs, the timing of carbs? Um, that's going to be a good episode, but sugar has got to go. Dairy, get it out. Um, Lots of cruciferous vegetables. Chew, 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 chew because the sulforaphanes actually get activated in chewing and most people don't chew enough. And then a DIM supplement, D-I-M. Um, all right. How can I free myself from the weight loss lifestyle? Now, I don't have any more detail than that from the person who asked this question, but I can use my imagination because I was on the weight loss bandwagon for my whole entire life. And what that meant to me was a lot of yo-yo dieting, right? Like I'm always trying to lose weight. And so am I on or am I off? Am I being good or am I being bad? That sort of thing. And the center of it was viewing all of my choices through the filter of, is this going to help me lose weight or is this quote unquote bad because it's either not going to help me lose weight or worse, it's going to support weight gain. Everything that I did, where we went out to eat, what I ordered, 
what I bought at the grocery store, what workout I did or didn't do. It was all through the filter of, is this good for weight loss or not good for weight loss? The way that I found to free myself from that was deciding that I want to be healthy and fit for life independent of the number on the scale, right? So I have had periods in the last several years where I don't want to lose weight. I have had periods where I don't think I needed to lose weight. I have had periods where I couldn't lose weight, right? And in uh, my first pregnancy with Dagny, I certainly did not want to lose weight. Um, and I've had periods where I have wanted to lose weight in in the last few years. And I've had periods where I was wanting to maintain my weight. In every single one of those seasons, I've wanted to be fit and healthy. That's who I want to be. That's how I want to be. That's how I want my kids to see me. That's the kind of lifestyle I want to have. And so, sure, right now I'm pursuing fat loss, so that's in my mind. But always in my mind, every day is I want to be healthy. And a big component of that for me is I want to feel amazing. Most of us have enough experience in what eating looks like when we don't feel great. You know, we know what type of eating makes us feel lethargic, makes us feel foggy, makes us want to go to sleep. All of those things, we know what way of eating leaves us waking up in the morning feeling like absolute garbage or feeling disappointed in the choice. I don't want that. Regardless of whether I want to lose weight, gain weight, or maintain weight, I don't want to feel that way. It feels like crap. I want to feel amazing in my clothes. I want to feel amazing in my body. I want to have lots of energy. I want to be fit and healthy for as long as possible. That is the lifestyle I want. So I believe that breaking free from this, quote, weight loss lifestyle, you've got to know what is the lifestyle you desire. Now, it might not be what it is for me to be fit and lean and healthy, right? You might want to be just really relaxed and balanced. Okay, well, what would that look like? Get into nitty-gritty detail in terms of what that would look like. If you were relaxed and balanced in your relationship with food or your relationship with working out, what would that look like? Define it specifically and then say, can I live that way today and start to practice that? What would it not include? And be specific. Okay, maybe it wouldn't include uh, having one day that's totally off the rails and giving yourself carte blanche to eat anything that's not nailed down and the next day being super extreme. Great. Don't make that choice today. Are you willing to not make that choice, to not pursue that pattern just for today? You have to know what is the lifestyle you actually desire in order to break free from one that you don't want to continue. We're making a hard right turn here with this question. This person wants to know how I got to a seven-figure income. How did I get to a seven-figure income? Consistency over time. There are so many people I see who are trying to build businesses or get out of debt or establish financial flexibility, and they're not consistent. 
sure, they have days where they really, really crush it, but they have days where they're like totally off the radar. They have weeks where they're executing and getting things done and focused and motivated. And then they have weeks where nothing's getting done and they're resisting and resenting everything and putting things off until the next week. My superpower was consistency. And to kind of dive into what that consistency looked like, it was serving people well, whether they paid me or not, adding value every single day for years. One example of that was um, for, gosh, we're in year eight now. I would say for six years, I spent at least three hours a day on email, which would blow some people's minds as ineffective. But here's why it was. For at least the first three or four years, probably four years, I answered every single email with a voice note. I still use voice notes now, but I don't answer every email with a voice note now because I'm in a different season of my life. I'm in a different season of my business. I mean, with... Uh, three babies. <laughs> if I recorded a voice note every time, you wouldn't hear half of them because somebody would be crying. Um, and sometimes it would be me. But for those first three years, you got a voice note from me. And I served people on a high level who never paid me a dime because I wanted to build those relationships and I wanted to add value. And here's what I know. When you add value... People want you to continue to add value. And some people will email me and get a response from me a hundred times and they will never pay for anything that I do. They won't buy my book. They'll get it from the library. They won't pay for one of my programs, you know, whatever. Fine. But I genuinely want to help people. I genuinely give a shit. And I'm consistent. I've missed one podcast day in eight years and I went back and I recorded it and it was the week that the girls were born because they were born, you know, 13 weeks early. And I went back and I recorded, I recorded it and aired it on the date that it was supposed to air. Um, And that has not been an easy thing to do. But I believe that if you genuinely give a shit and you are consistent In adding value, you'll win. Now, some people won't win on the seven-figure level. I think there are other pieces to that. And one piece, you know, winning could mean replacing your income that was maybe $80,000 or $120,000. That's far from seven figures, but it's still winning. To get to that seven-figure mark, number one, you got to be good at what you do, right? But you also have to have other streams of income. I had one stream of income that was a seven-figure stream of income in Primal Potential, but that was not a stable thing because if I was removed from my business, it would not have remained a seven-figure income, which is how I knew that's exactly what happened when Dagny died and it was the same week of COVID. This one thing that was a seven-figure stream, I could no longer participate in, and in removing me, the income was dramatically cut. 
And at that point, it just, I, I was so grateful for having other streams of income. And since then, I've put more and more into other streams of income, whether that is, um, books or the Changemakers Journal. One of the huge ones is Amari. You know, I believe very strongly, I, I, you can disagree with me and I'd love to hear from you if you do disagree with me on this. And I don't say that all the time because sometimes I don't really want to hear from people if they disagree, like, okay, cool, disagree. But this is one I'm like so freaking passionate about. In 2022, if you are not getting paid by brands that you love for promoting their product, you are missing out and you are leaving money on the table and it's ridiculous. And yes, some brands only pay people who have big followings. And some brands don't pay people for advertising on their behalf at all, but they will. But there are brands who will pay you if you have no audience and you only tell three people and only two of them buy or only one of them buy, but like you'll get paid on that. And if you're not taking advantage of companies like that in 2022, no matter who you are, no matter where you work, no matter what line of work you're in, whether you don't work at all, if you're not taking advantage of those relationships, you're missing out and you're leaving money on the table. That has been huge for our family. Huge for our family. If you want to talk more about it, I'd love to talk more about it because it's just a huge passion of mine. And what a lot of you don't know about my relationship with Amare is that initially it was a hell no for me because I didn't understand. And because I let my assumptions and I let my past experiences start to make that decision for me instead of being a critical thinker instead of letting it be a unique situation that wasn't colored by my past and wasn't colored by my assumptions. Uh, and I think a lot of people miss out on things in all areas of life because of that. So um, for me, it's, it what got me to seven figures was years of consistency, of really, really caring and wanting to help people, whether I got paid from them or not. I added value consistently and genuinely for a period of time measured in years, and I developed diversity of income streams in that time. So that's that. The last question, and then I'm going to tell you who I'm giving away this uh, dermabiotic serum to that helps your body produce its own collagen, more of its own collagen. How can I get motivated to sustain the changes I need to get fit? I don't want you to be motivated. I really don't. I think that it works against you if you're motivated because then what do you do when you're not motivated? You're going to have days and hours and months and seasons where you're not motivated. I want you to do it now whether you're motivated or not. And I want you to become the kind of person who can execute without motivation. That is what it takes to be successful. It's not how do I get motivated because I know I'll do it if I'm motivated that is going to make you win because you're not ever going to stay motivated. Nobody is. Nobody is. Whether it's because you're overtired or it's because something else is going on in your life or because you're just in a funk, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be motiva motivated. The key to success is I want to be consistent. I don't want to be motivated. I want to be consistent. How do I get consistent? And I've done more episodes of this podcast on consistency than on any other topic. And I have the consistency course. 
So I don't want you to be motivated. I don't. I know that sounds backwards. There's nothing wrong with motivation. It feels good. I like being motivated. But I know that what's going to make you successful over the long term is you being consistent, is you being the kind of person who's going to do it whether you're motivated or not, not that you're the kind of person who can get yourself in a rah-rah state where you feel like doing it. Gosh, I'm fired up for 7 o'clock at night. I know seven seems early to a lot of you. Seven is late for me. <laughs> My days start at four. And uh, at seven, I am like, donezo. But that detox, man, that detox life. Okay, let me tell you who is winning the Dermabiotic Serum for leaving a review of this podcast. Thank you so much. Teresa J. Karstens, T-E-R-E-S-A-J-K. A-R-S-T-E-N-S. Teresa J. Karstens, email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, tell me you were the winner of episode 1030, 1030. And of course, most importantly, give me your mailing address. No matter where in the world you live, I will ship it out to you. And I can't wait to uh, hear what you think of this serum. I'm really, really, really excited to uh, add this to my skincare regime. All right, everybody, make it an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.